0: hey y'all welcome back to the late night vision show this is episode 11 i'm jason owner of outdoor legacy gear and i've got uh my co-host and good buddy hans from the hans east texas
1: youtube channel hey hans what's going on tonight buddy? hey jason buddy it's good to be back i'm I'm glad i survived uh, the weekend um, yeah
0: I, I heard that you <laughs> made a uh heard you made a, a a long weekend trip to chicago to check yeah. up and see how the uh the liberal gun control laws were doing there. so Yeah, I yeah, remember. I
1: wore uh, some shirts that probably were not uh, politically correct when it comes oh. to some gun rights stuff, but <laughs> it's, all in, it's all in good fun. Got some looks, but me and every year, me and uh, all my good buddies, we uh, make the trek up to Chicago for a big uh, Texas music festival up there. And uh, so it, it's really just a time for uh, a bunch of, you know, 40-something-year-old married guys to go up there and kind of, you know, live like they can, you know, still have a little bit of fun every now and then and, and and raise a little heck up in Chicago, some Texas rednecks up there. So it was all good and we had a good time, but I will tell you, there was uh, one thing that happened. So, you know, when you're at a, a Texas country music festival in downtown Chicago, You've got to be right by the front of the stage, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. That's just, I mean, we're up there. Yeah. We're we're hollering. I just now got my voice back. I was mm-hmm. talking to you today earlier. and I was squeaking all over the place because I could barely talk. Mm-hmm. So I got my voice back. But we're up there at the front of the stage. Cody Johnson's on on stage. We're just hooting and hollering, yelling, having a good time. Well, it's ninety something degrees out there, so we're sweating. It starts to rain, so not only are we sweaty, but now we're we're uh we're soaking wet well after the concerts uh we all pile in a taxi cab and there's i'm in the front thank goodness there's five guys in the back of this i swear oh. it was a toyota <laughs> i swear it was a toyota prius there was guys <laughs> sitting on top of guys well one of my uh, one of my buddies we nicknamed him pig pen for the weekend because he smelled so bad oh yuck that that we had to uh the the taxi cab driver the the fare was eight bucks. We had to throw in an extra twenty just for the tip. For how Aww. bad he smelled! The taxi cab driver drove us all the way from the concert back to the hotel with his head sticking out the window because <laughs> 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 I had bad how bad he smelled. But we were just we had a great time. Uh, like I said, we do it once a year. It's a big. I tell you, people in Chicago um, they uh, they love Texas country music, and I tell you what, they love hog hunting too. Really? Well, you know what?
0: I'm going to tell you something. I heard a story that filtered back down from Chicago that uh, this was a a pretty amazing story when I heard it. So uh, Hans is back at the hotel. They're waiting on a uh, a buddy to fly in and uh, get back to the hotel the first night they're there. And this buddy is in the Chicago airport and he runs into a police officer there in the airport Mm-hmm. And he sees that Hans's buddy has a cap on that's got the you know Hans TX logo on there. The cop sees it and stops the guy and says, Hey, is your cap is that E's Texas from YouTube? And no joke, this guy found a a huge fan and viewer of of Hans there, a cop in Chicago, in the airport. I have no idea what the odds of them running into each other are, but <laughs> I mean, Hans has got he has got fans all over the country.
1: Oh, uh, I don't know about that, but <laughs> definitely once, I want to give a shout-out to Gil uh, with the Chicago Police Department. I told him I'd give him a shout-out, but uh, he uh, watches the videos. I'm going to tell you, all the people out there, uh, all you people making videos, creating content, putting on YouTube, it's not just the people in your hometowns that are watching it. Uh, it's people all over the country and sometimes the world that are watching these hog hunting videos, people around the country love it. And yeah. uh, you know, the first thing they I said is, man, I wish we had hogs up here to hunt. And I, and I, <laughs> I always say, well, yeah, kind of, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, when they're out there destroying everything, it's not so great. But, you know, hunting them's not bad either. But, yeah, Gil from Chicago Police Department, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening, bud. We appreciate it. I told him I wanted to get a chance to meet him. I only got to talk to him on the phone. But, man, that was a, that was a great deal. And I and, uh, was really uh, uh, surprised and excited to hear about it. Well, so, well yeah, I, it just for the
0: people who are watching this on YouTube, they're probably going to think this is a setup. But it absolutely is not. I have on a T-shirt that says uh, Texas Music Junkie.
1: So uh, yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. Well, that was not well, a setup. I did not know we were going well, to talk about yeah. this. <laughs> we are too. We we plan all of our vacations around uh, country music and Texas yeah. country music. So we do it once a year. But you know, uh, today's show is uh, is going to be a lot of stuff, kind of like that. But we're, we're really this is the the uh, uh, listener feedback show, yeah. and we're going to get into some calls, some comments, some questions uh, about some previous topics, some things people want to hear about. And the first one that we're going to get into right now uh, is Clint from Oklahoma. Yeah. We, so let's go ahead and give that a listen.
0: Yeah, we've got a voicemail from
2: Clint, so we're going to play that now. Hey, Jason, Hans, I've got a topic uh, I would love for you guys to touch on that I have not heard in any of y'all's podcasts so far. I live in Oklahoma. My name is Clint. I have some cousins down in East Texas around the Mineola equipment area that got me hooked on this thermal vision business. It's a blast. One thing that I haven't heard nobody talk about that blows my mind about these thermal scopes is the the deception, and that is the distance that they are from you. Uh, I have the, I just purchased actually the Pulsar XQ50 trail, and my dad has the uh, PTS736 and the FLIR. Great units. We're loving them both. But I'd like to hear what you guys say about when y'all first started the hogs look so much farther than they are and they're that and they're close and it's just i cannot we we're having troubles judging our stocks based on the distance um wasn't aware of the laser uh, laser rangefinder y'all did a podcast on that that was definitely out of my price point i was trying to stay in the 3500 range love my scope purchase but that's something that is so confusing about making stocks is judging how far they are. That is that is a, a pretty neat neat aspect of the whole whole deal. I've hunted every about every species I can in Oklahoma my whole life, and this is new to me, so it's been a lot of fun. If you guys could touch on that, that would be awesome. Thanks again. Have a good day and enjoy y'all's podcast.
0: All right. Hey, thanks, Clint, for calling in. Uh, we really appreciate that. And, you know, for all y'all, before we jump into this, if you want to call in and leave us voicemails, leave us messages of any sort, you can do that. The phone number is 903-833-4461. And uh, we would really love to hear your feedback, just like Clint left us there. So uh, let's jump in with both feet. He, he left a, <laughs> uh, a good, a, a good mm-hmm. message, uh, you know, a great question. And this is something I know that you and I both get a lot. It is very common. And the question comes up, I can't judge distance with thermal at night, you know, when, especially when you're new to it. Um, but but even experienced guys, it's not always easy, if, especially if you're on a new place, if, you know, if it's not on your place that you know well and know what the yardage is on, you know, that tree or that creek or what mm-hmm. have you. So it's, it's not uncommon. Now, one thing that Clint said, and I'm not sure if he meant it this way or not. He might have. He said the hogs um, a- appear further away than they are. And mm. I, have, I have had that situation with a buddy that I took out his first time. And he thought that they were further away than they were. But a lot of times, uh, the feedback I get from customers is that they think that they are closer than they are. They may judge mm. them to be, you know, 70 to 100 yards when in reality, they're 175 yards and right. that causes, uh, you know, honestly, it can be even a bigger problem because you can be shooting in the dirt uh, because they're a whole lot further away than you think. So w- with all that said, um, you know, Hans, how do you overcome this?
1: What, what do you do? Well, you know, in the in the voicemail, he said that they're he's using XQ fifty. Uh, you know, he's got somebody else that's using uh, PTS seven thirty six. Those are you know pretty high magnification, especially the seven thirty six. It starts out on a six power. Um, you know, the the XQ fifty starting out at two point seven. Yeah. I'm used to uh you know my the XP fifty trail that I'm using right now starts out on a one point six. I used the the XQ thirty eight that starts the trail that starts out on a two point one. Yeah, so I'm used to the lower magnification, but he's Uh, absolutely correct. Whether it's, you think they're closer or they're, they're actually further, whichever way um, you look at it, it is difficult to tell, you know, he said that that he's a big time, uh, you know, hunter up there and and has hunted a lot during the day. Uh, I know this, and i tell you, it is, it is tough to, you know, when you're making that switch from day hunt to night hunt, if you don't have landmarks to look at, if you're not hunting on your own land that you're used to hunting on uh, it, it, it is very difficult to get used to judging it. And really, it it takes a lot of just I, I don't want to say practice, but just getting out there uh, and and being able to see and really it's about looking to see how big the the hog or whatever you're hunting is in your in your scope and and seeing the size uh, compared to where you are. It, it is difficult. It takes a lot of getting used to. A lot of people have commented with the same thing and and uh, have asked me about it as well. And uh, man, you just got to get out there and just keep doing it cuz it is it's it takes some adjustment getting used to.
0: It does. I agree with that and uh you know I hunt the vast majority on my own property and I know you do the same right. thing Hans. Mm-hmm. And so I I can tell you at any time within 10 or 15 yards how far a hog is and it's right. not because I'm good it's just because I know the yardages. I know that, you know, uh, well, one thing too is I've got you know, in the, the main part of my pasture, I've got steel plates set up. So I've got one at a right, hundred, right. I got one at two fifty. Uh my far wood line is at four hundred and fifty. Uh I've got a a feeder at, you know, uh three fifty. I got a f you know, so it's just easy for right. me to look and go, Okay, I've got this here, here in any direction I look, I've got a pretty good idea.
1: Um, well, uh, go, go ahead. you know, I've, I've used the 736 and, and I've hunted in some unfamiliar spots with some property that we don't hunt very often. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, you know, I've, I've shot a couple of hogs that, uh, were a lot further away than I thought they were. And I, I ended up shooting them, but I thought, man, how did I not scare that thing off? Cause I was, I was that close, right? you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, it, it is, it's, it's tough, but you're right, Jason, especially if you hunt on your own places, you know, where you're at. Um, you, you know, you can see trees or whatever, you kind of know the distance, but it is, if you're in unfamiliar spot, unfamiliar area, you know, for me, since I'm creating videos and and content on YouTube, I'm trying to get as close as possible to make the the picture look good. You know, I want to be able to see up close and, and I want the the viewers to have a good picture. And, uh, I don't want to see a far away dot that I'm taking a picture of. So, you know, I, I tend to get closer than I need to. And most, most times when I hunt with my buddies, They're like, man, you're too close. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And, you know, I just, well, you know, got to get up there and get in the action. Well,
0: I agree. And and to me, you know, I'm to the point that um, getting close not only gives me a good video, that is important, and that was kind of my original goal of getting close, but now um, it's fun. I mean, I'm to the point that I know this is going to sound terrible, but there's times I would rather spook the hog and run off than I would to shoot him at 100 yards because it's not fun. Um, it's kind of like, I I take it like bow hunting, you know, once you've, Mm -hmm. you've really bow hunted and you kind of got into it, it's like so fun to be there and have, you know, have a deer out there at 15, 20, uh, 25 yards. I mean, you just, you know, you know how it is. If you've ever done it, you're you're in that tree stand or you're on a, you know, in a ground blind, every move matters. You're just sitting, trying to be so still and your heart's pumping. I get the same way about hogs. I don't do that at a hundred yards. But, Mm -hmm. you know, when I get up there at at 35, 40 yards, man, it's, it's, it's cool. And and so I like doing that. So my advice would be practice, 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 but get up, you know, close because you're better off being too close than you are too far. Because if you you sight your rifle in for, you know, 50 or a hundred yards and you get anywhere in there from from you know thirty to a hundred, you're pretty much going to be dead on, not going to be a big issue. But if if you're further, if if they're two fifty and you're going, well, I think they're at one hundred and fifty, I can take the shot, and they're at two fifty. You know, you're you're shooting in the dirt, you're shooting underneath. Right. Them. So my exactly. advice is to get close now. For all of our uh, you know brothers that are hunting coyotes, they don't have the ability to go running up there and and just getting up close, so I think for those guys, my hat's off to them, a lot of times being in big, wide open fields, with, you know, few or no landmarks, calling those coyotes in, and knowing if that, you know, small animal, that dog, is at, you know, 75 yards, or mm-hmm. 175, and again, it just comes down to experience, you know, they they exactly. they do it enough, and you get an idea, so that That's my comment on it is, is yeah. you're just going to have to get out there and, and do it. It is tough, though, uh, definitely. Uh, and, and you know what? I'll tell you one more thing that I appreciate. I appreciate you being able to admit that it's tough and it's something that you've got to work on and ask the question because there's so many guys that don't want to admit that, you know, they're not the best at something or they've got to work on something. And if, you know, if you don't admit that you need to improve somewhere and and ask questions and
1: try to figure out how to do it, you'll never get better at it. So, uh, yeah, Clint, uh, definitely. Thank you, Clint, for the, uh, for the voicemail. And uh, yeah, I agree. I agree with the same exact thing. Practice, 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 but man, who likes to practice? We just want to get out there and do it. That's right. That's (laughs) right. Well, look, we've uh, got,
0: I've got something else here. We've got a, uh, got a comment uh, from Casey on Instagram and, Casey had uh, listened to our uh, podcast on calibers, and he and I had interacted a little bit on Instagram, and so he left this message here, uh, again, talking about different calibers and uh, ammo for uh, specifically for for shooting hogs. So this is what he said. Uh, In my opinion, it comes down to carry weight and ammo cost. Then you pick the caliber based on those two criteria criteria. I started with a 308 and thought it was too heavy to tote around pastures all night scanning. So I got on the 15 platform in a 6.8 and it works fine. My buddy has a 7.62 by 39 and the ammo for that is so cheap. Even good bullets like the SSTs. But if weight is no issue, then get a Nemo 300 wind mag that weighs 10 plus pounds (laughs) bare. So, you know, I I agree with that, Casey. I I think that it's, uh, you know, and this is what, you know, Hans and I touched on. It comes down to weight and what you're willing to carry around. And everybody's got to make
1: that decision for themselves. Yeah, I carry a a Diamondback. uh, It's a DB10, but it's on the AR10 platform. It's a 308 it's got an 18 inch barrel it it's all there i mean there's yeah. no doubt about it plus you put a thermal scope on it you can feel you can feel all of it but you know for me uh i agree with a lot of that carry weight because we are we're walking around a lot uh especially you know in the types of stuff that we hunt out here um but ammo cost is a big thing too because man two bucks around is not no <laughs> is not fun but you know we have our you know we we had tyler on last week and he said well you know you can uh, make one shot and drop them or you can make four shots with the cheaper ammo and drop them. That's so, right. you know, I kind of, it's, it's uh, addition by, subtra- by subtraction, I guess, if that even applies, but, um, but I completely agree. Um, I'm carrying a big rifle. I also I switch in and out from a two, two, three over to a three Oh eight. Uh, and I tell you what, I love carrying my two, my two, three, three around Uh, my two, two, three, I'm sorry. I'm thinking about the PTS scope, <laughs> my two, three, my two, two, three, I love carrying it just because it's so light and uh, it's easy to maneuver with. Uh, ammo is pretty, pretty cheap and inexpensive. And you know, the only thing is, you know, I've got to get in close to take a headshot most of the time to drop them. Uh, and that's the great thing about that 308 is, uh, I, you know, usually drop them in, in one shot, you know, in, in most cases. So,
0: yeah. And, you know,
1: and Hans mentioned it there.
0: We had Tyler, uh, owner of Ultimate Night Vision on the show last week, and, uh, we asked him this question, you know, or his opinion on this question, and, and he weighed in there. And, you know, he, Tyler had an excellent comment, and that was you gotta make sure that you know you can hit something with it. No matter what caliber mm-hmm. you shoot, you need to practice right. with it. You need to be able to hit something. And you know that that's just the truth. And and shooting at night is a lot different than shooting it in the daytime. And mm-hmm. in my opinion, uh I'll say this I am not one of these tack drivers who, uh, you know, I don't go out there at a hundred yards and I don't have all my bullets touching each other. When I get done, I can put a quarter over them. I'm, I'm not right. that yeah. good of a shooter. That's just not me. But at the same time, uh, I'm definitely going to be shooting better than putting a pie pan over them. I mean, that's, I'm not, that's not acceptable at <laughs> a hundred yards to me. So the point yeah. is though, I know a lot of guys that are, you know, daytime deer hunters or whatever. And it's, I hear that all the time. Well, if I can hit a pie pan, well, Okay. Whatever. I, you know, I disagree, but at night that's definitely not going to cut it. And especially when you're, you know, hunting something like hogs and, and, you know, sometimes your, uh, you know, your actual target is going to be a little bit smaller than, than maybe even a pie pan, especially if you're aiming at the head. So anyway, uh, I think that's a a great comment from Casey and I think it just boils down to kind of how, you know, our conclusion on the show, shoot what you like, shoot what you're comfortable with and shoot what you're willing
1: to tote around all over the place. Heck yeah, I hear that. Well, yeah, thank you, Casey, for the comment. Uh, We're going to get right into the next one, Jason. We got Scott who commented on Facebook. Uh, He said, good show. Uh, The only thing about the Photon RT that I've encountered, it's awesome at night, but mine mine is awful in the daytime. Uh, It does what it's designed to do, what it's designed for, though, killing pigs pigs in the dark. So uh, he's got a comment about the Photon RT and, and the way it looks in the daytime. and. Uh, you know, uh, you and I've talked about this a lot, you know, this scope, uh, works great in the, uh, at nighttime, but during the day, you know, it's designed, it's designed to be a nighttime scope. Um, and in the daytime, everything looks, looks gray, you know, and, uh, that's, there's def, it's definitely noticeable. It's not as good of a picture as using it at night, but, uh, it's effective. Yeah. I'll just say that.
0: Well, and, and under that comment, um, another guy came in there, his name's Donnie and he chimed in and he said, is it detrimental to the scope to use it during the day or is it just a poor quality of the image? You know, he was asking Mm -hmm. Scott what the question was there and and we had a big conversation going on. uh, The three of us and Scott is a, uh, he's a a friend of mine. He is a a longtime customer. He's a great guy and lives over in Louisiana and he's a big podcast listener. So I know he's going to hear this, but uh, he's a good guy. And then Donnie actually was asking, about the photons and uh, he's from Texas bow hunter. And he ended up uh, buying one from me last week. And so this is a question that I get all the time, talking to guys about the photons. And it is, uh, what does it look like during the day? Because a lot of guys, and I understand this, they say, man, I'm gonna put this on my AR 15 and I've only got one AR. So it's Mm -hmm. gotta work for the daylight and the dark. And my suggestion, is to get the quick detach the sight mark quick detach rings for the photon, they do return to zero. Take it off for your daytime use. I
2: right. would
0: rather shoot iron sights in the daytime than I would the photon. Um, you know, if, if, if you got a little extra money to spend, buy a cheap red dot. You know, just right. buy buy something for daytime use. Uh, because, or even if you need a scope, if you need magnification, you know, you can go to eBay and pick up a used, you know, or the classified somewhere and pick up a used cheap daytime scope. Uh, the cheapest scope or daytime scope will be better than the Photon during the daylight. Now, that is nothing, there's no knock against the Photon. It happens to work during the day, but that's not what it's designed to do. It's designed right. to be a nighttime scope. So one of the ways Mm -hmm. that that I kind of try to describe it to customers that are asking about this before they purchase is the photon is a nighttime scope that happens to have daytime capabilities.
2: It's just not what it's
0: designed to do. And so to answer, you know, Donnie's question uh, for people that are asking, does it hurt the scope or is it just bad image quality? And it's just bad image quality. Uh, it mm-hmm. does not hurt the scope. You can absolutely use it. You can close the lens cap and there's a pinhole in that lens cap. So you can use it. It filters out a lot of the light uh, so that hopefully it doesn't get overblown on you. But if you do have, you know, the the sun really bright overhead or maybe setting or coming up out there in front of you and you're looking towards it, uh, it can wide out the scope. And I mean, again, is it usable? Yes. Uh, is it? You know pretty good for for you know dusk and, and dawn sure it's fine for that uh but just know it's it's not the best during the daylight you know i would have another alternative uh for yeah. day, daytime hunting in my opinion
1: and i i think you make a good suggestion there by just getting some quick detached rings pop it off get you a, a red dot or something else um for the daytime use but yeah, like you said, it's it's not going to hurt the scope, but it it's not going to give the best picture during the day. And uh, but at night, it's it worked really well. So we do appreciate the comment there. I'm going to get to one more too. Okay. Uh, and and this was from uh, KK Perrick on Instagram, and uh, he was commenting to uh, a video that that uh, I put on there for the PTS 536. Okay. Uh, And he said, and and that's something you and I have talked briefly about. We haven't done the full review on it. Right. Uh, We've we've hunted, I've hunted with it a little bit. You've got it right now uh, and still testing it. We're going to come out with full reviews for that very soon. But uh, KK Perrick on Instagram, his uh, question is, how does the image quality look compared to the XQ38, the Pulsar XQ38? Uh, And he also said, sure wish Fleer would uh, also record sound and had a battery pack similar to the Pulsar Trails. So uh, what are your thoughts on that, Jason, as far as the image quality comparison?
0: Well, I've been getting this question. I've gotten it on uh, YouTube, on some of my videos. I've gotten it on the, um, I think I got it on the 536 video, and I think maybe you got it too. So it's been a common question. I've had some phone calls about it. And here's the problem. It's very difficult to compare a four power scope to a 1.5 power or a 2.1 or even a 2.7 okay. power. Uh, when we're talking about image quality and it's, it's just difficult. We have the same problem with the PTS 736 because it's six power and mm-hmm. there's not in, in these, you know, 300 and something resolution scopes, 320, uh, 384. There's nothing really out there uh, popular scopes to compare them to on the same magnification level. So it's tough. I think that the PTS 536 and the PTS 736 have uh, some of the best image quality in that 300 range resolution of anything I've seen. Uh, I think it is excellent. And part of that is large objective lens and more magnification. So right. you are seeing those animals up close and personal. And, yeah, I've been using that 536. I'm using it every single night uh, for over a week now. And, I mean, I had it before uh, for over a week, and then I sent it to you. So uh, I've got a good uh, two weeks plus with it now, uh, using it every night. And the image quality is great, but it's it's just a lot of magnification, and that makes it hard for me to compare that to something like the XQ50.
1: Yeah, and and you know when I get that comparison question and, and ask all the time, you know to me they both have very good picture quality. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't have a, a complaint with either one of them. Right. And and if people are leaning more towards the the Pulsar, it's usually because uh, there's a few more features that they like about that that the Flir doesn't have. Uh, and, and one thing that to note uh, so that everybody knows that the uh, the PTS five thirty six does not record audio, and right. that was one of his. Uh, of his statements there he wishes that it would and he also wished that it had the uh, a battery pack you know uh-huh. I, I guess a rechargeable battery pack like the pulsar trails do um and and that's those are some some things that are uh very attractive about the pulsar models so when people ask about the image quality you know to me it's uh they're both great but it gets into okay what other features are you interested in what do you have to have what are your things that you don't have to have uh so you know that that kind of is well, where the, the conversation is yeah, to.
0: Yeah, and I would say this. To me, you know, I've already said it's not really a fair comparison. I guess maybe this is a better way of putting it. For the guy who a 2.7 power is going to be perfect, for, for the guy who needs that, then mm-hmm. he absolutely does not need 4 power. It's going to be too right. much. And the guy who needs 4 power because he's a long-range shooter, he's not going to mm-hmm. be happy with the 2.7. To me, if right. you get down to, hey, the XQ50 – uh, trail is thirty eight hundred dollars, and the PTS five thirty six is thirty seven ninety five. So they're the same price. So right. which one of them do I buy? Image quality really isn't a consideration to me. Um, right. wh- while I think the five thirty six has a slightly better image quality, well, I think it, it you know it does, but it's slight. It doesn't matter. You do not buy the scope for the image quality because if you don't need four power and you're shooting right. everything at fifty to to seventy yards. You're going to hate the five thirty six because it's going to be too much magnification, but if right. you're the guy that's out there you know coyote hunting or hunting hogs in big fields, and every shot you take a hundred yards or more, you mean five thirty six was made for you
1: yeah yeah it's, that's exactly right it's It depends on what you're hunting, what distances you're hunting at and that's really what you need to take a look when you're trying to decide between the two scopes so yeah absolutely well, thank you for the comment on that uh kk Perrick on instagram Thanks yeah for following the show well look we've got
0: one more um one more voicemail that that came in the other day and this kind of surprised me and i, I don't want to be uh you know i don't want to draw any stereotypes here or anything but it was from a female listener and so i was a little bit surprised i said oh wow we've got got a okay. female calling well, this- in
1: this is a surprise to me, so okay. I'm, well, you, yeah, my ears I, I, have I know a I didn't bit. want to
0: tell you about this because uh, <laughs> you know I think you're going to like this, and it was okay. it was a uh, real surprise. So I'm just I'm not going to set it up any more than that. Let's go ahead and we're going to roll that tape, and uh, I want you to I want you to hear this audio, and and we'll come right
1: back.
2: Hey, I'm calling in to tell you I've got a great topic for you guys to talk about. Uh, love the show, just to start with, but um. I need to know why my husband can know when there's a hog within 300 yards from our house, he can go out, shoot it, weigh it, then come in and make a phone call and report to his buddy about his latest kill, but he can't take the trash out after I've asked him about five or six times. Yeah. Anyways, guys, I thought that'd be a good topic that some of the wives might want to, uh, hear about. And also just wanted to say, I think that Hans guy's pretty cute. Hope y'all have a great day.
1: <laughs> oh my yeah. Okay. okay. So I'm going to say this, it did take me a while to figure this out. And for all of y'all <laughs> out there thinking what, uh, what you might be thinking, um, that is my wife, <laughs> Crystal, uh, and it, it did not take her very long to start pranking prank calling the show yeah. <laughs> after when, we put the phone number out when there. When I <laughs> heard
0: that, I was like, well, well, I listened to it, and I was thinking, this uh, this lady oh sounds familiar. I just <laughs> I think I know this voice, and then when she got down to the end and said, I think that Hans guy's pretty cute. I, I yeah, knew immediately. I said, up. "That's Crystal," because there's only one woman in the whole world who thinks this Hans guy is pretty cute. So I knew it
1: had. Yeah, well, and when she said that, she was thinking about uh, me about 15 years ago. I'm yeah, sure, probably so. when we probably first probably met. So. But, yeah. Well, I will tell you this. That's that's funny, and I'm gonna have to. She she did get me. She she got me. So we're gonna have to figure out how we're gonna retaliate. But uh, you know, it, it, that is true. She asks me all the time to do things and. She's never had to ask me to go out and shoot a hog, but she's had, you know, has to ask me 10 times to take out the trash. That's true. And guys, I know, you know, exactly what Uh we're dealing with here. Jason's, I know your wife Uh and and I know it happens uh, to you all the time too um but you know a lot of times when she says things it's like i just don't hear it it's like her octave is reading at a different level than my ears can hear well,
0: well i'll just say this and i'm just gonna just rat out hans you know i mean first of all <laughs> and i'm gonna do this because i actually got drugged into this because i'm the buddy that he calls after he, he shoots the hog that she yeah, mentioned. so true. you know that's true but but i uh i heard her one night on the phone and she said something about turning on the the sprinklers in the flower bed. Oh gosh. And and so he's like, oh yeah, I'm going to do that. So the next night she's like, hey, did you turn those on? And he's like, no, I'm going to, she's like, well do it now. Okay. I'm going to go do it now. 15 minutes. She's like, hey, did you turn the, no. I'm like, man, he's going to be in the dog house.
1: (laughs) Man, those flower bed sprinkler deal, that man, she got mad. That's not a good, (laughs) I forgot to turn those things on, but man, I was out there hunting every single night. And I, you know what the sad part is? I have to walk by the barn where the mm-hmm. you know the dial is to turn the sprinklers on. I have to walk by the barn to go out to where I am. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know, man. I'm telling you, I just one track mind. How- after I, I guess after you're married so long, you, mm-hmm. like I said, your voice it just goes in one ear and out the other, and I hate to say that. So it, <laughs> selective,
0: selective hearing. You selective hearing. you can hear them hogs rooting out there in your your uh, bait pile though.
1: Right. Well that that is my wife, Crystal. Uh she did she did prank call the show. <laughs> I'm glad you saved it for the end, because that totally threw me all off track. The wheels have the wheels have officially fallen off. They the track. they have. That's exactly right. <laughs>
2: well,
0: hey, y'all, I, I wanna say, I mean, look, this uh this show, uh it's been fun for us. I hope you all have enjoyed it, and we want you to give us this feedback. I mean, there's a lot yeah. of other great feedback we we've got and other questions we've answered, but uh, seriously, give us a call. Uh, that phone number, I'm going to give it again. It's 903-833-4461. As I've said before, it goes straight to voicemail. Nobody's going to answer it. Uh, just leave your message, and you know, just just leave your name, where you're from. Uh, we won't use your phone number. We won't use your last name. We're going to keep it, you know, anonymous. And uh, you know, we just that way we might play it on the show and, and give us something to discuss. So definitely give us your feedback, criticisms, uh, you know, whatever it is, questions. Uh, same thing. If you want to email us, it's the Late Night Vision Show. Make sure you got the 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 Late Night yep. Vision Show uh, at Gmail dot com. You can send us an email there, and uh, you know, same thing. We'll ask your questions, and and, uh, and you know, but we we want to hear from you, and we want to make this show. Uh, th- this, you know, format, something that we can do ever so often, uh, where we answer your questions and, and, you know, hear back from you, our listeners,
1: cause you're the one who make this yep. show. Yep. And I'm going to step in and say thank- something cause you're a little bit too humble when it comes to this kind of stuff. But, uh, I get people all the time, ask me questions about scopes and the comparison, what they should get. And they, they contact me through all social media. And, and the first thing I tell them, uh, is you need to call Jason at Outdoor Legacy Gear. So if you have any questions at all, uh, I'm going to go ahead and plug this now because I know he's, he like I said, he's a humble guy. But you need to give Jason a call. If you have a question at all, this guy will take all the time in the world to talk to you. You need to call him. It's 877-350-1818. Again, 877-350-1818. His uh, website's Outdoor Legacy Gear. And this guy will sit on the phone as long as you have questions. And uh, he's a, he will definitely... Make sure that you get what you want within your budget, and sometimes he finds a scope for you that's way less than you may have thought you needed that's to right. spend or wanted to spend. Yeah. So, thank you. Uh, definitely reach out and give him a call. But um, as far as uh, with finding me, I think uh, you know it's uh, pretty easy. It's Hans Etx on YouTube. That's H A N S E T X on YouTube, and also the same thing on on Instagram, Hans Etx. Uh, Jason, where can I find you? Uh, you know, you've already
0: told them, uh, the, 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 most important places, the phone number and the, the website. And that's, that's absolutely the, the best places. But if you do want to uh, find me on Facebook, um, Instagram, I'm there, you can just search for outdoor legacy year and, uh, we'd, we'd be glad to, uh, for you to, to follow YouTube. That's the most important place. I've got all yeah. my videos there. Uh, YouTube love for you to, uh, uh you know, subscribe there and, and catch all the review
1: videos. So, yep. Well, thank you for joining us on the sh- the show this week. Like Jason said, this has been fun for us uh, <laughs> having my wife on the show. She's already made it. She's, she's she's famous. That's now. right. That's right. <laughs> I'm gonna tell her she's famous. Uh, but uh, for Jason and I, we want to thank you again. Thanks for thanks for listening, guys. We you know we really appreciate it. Uh, it's a joy to do this. So uh, be sure to check us out next week. We're gonna be doing the same thing. We're gonna have some more topics. Please keep sending in those comments, and we'll see y'all next week. Keep making them bacon pancakes.